Welcome everyone to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And come on to the casino because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and geek. So grab a blue milk. And get some wampa jerky. Pull up with your favorite tauntaun. Because we are about to get things started. You may want to buckle up, baby. Welcome, everyone, back to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And, and I'm Trevor, the, the guest of this episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if any longtime listeners, you will know that we've had Trevor on the show a few times in the past, and it's been excellent. We've had a great time with him, and he is the trivia master, as I always like to say. He probably is able to write and know more trivia than both Jeff and I combined. So... Um, as usual, we will link his Sporkle account because he has lots of trivia there to uh, to challenge your mind with and to learn more and to have fun. Um, so, yeah, that that's, I think, all the introduction that he needs. He's just uh, kind of a, a regular, we can say, on the show. So, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you so much, uh, Tristan and Jeff, for having me. I'm excited to talk some WandaVision and some Mandalorian Season 2 recap. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good, sounds good, but how have you been holding up here the past year or so with the pandemic and everything? I mean, I, I, I've been pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm not in some hugely crowded area. I mean, southern Indiana isn't a, a whole lot of popular. I can do most stuff and then just wear, wear my mask whenever necessary, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's good. Um, I would definitely say that with, you know, school started back up for me and Man, you know, my A&M, where I go, has like roughly 60,000 undergrads. So if you can imagine just a mass migration back onto one college campus, it's actually quite interesting in a pandemic, you know, age um, time. So it has been an experience, but I think I'm staying safe wearing my mask and with those things in mind, I think I'll be okay. But the world is slowly, I would say, crawling back to normal. Just given yeah. my experiences, no, I'm I'm hoping because I longtime listeners of the show should know that I, I do work in state government in the state of Pennsylvania here, and my office building is at the Cop- Capitol Complex in Harrisburg. So we actually had to move our location of our office down, sort of like more uptown than downtown because of the threats for inauguration day this past week. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I actually, I didn't even go into Harrisburg that day. I decided to work from home. Yeah. I was just happy to see that nothing actually did happen. And tell you the truth, I was kind of shocked in, in a pleasant way. Yeah. Yeah. And, because I was, I was working here from home, and I was uh, up on my personal computer up in the corner. I had the video of the inauguration playing, and like I told people at work the next day, I said I was just sitting there saying, "Please don't let something happen. Please don't make me witness something." So, yeah, but yeah, it it was kind of nerve wracking for a while there. Yeah, I, I think things have definitely. As far as you know, the political climate, they, they've slowed down since the inauguration. Uh, makes yeah. sense, you know. Uh, as far as like the political games being played, I mean, yeah, sure. You can, obviously, they're always alive and well, and 
Congress and everything. But as far as the presidential stuff, it's it's died down, um, and that's probably given a lot of people some breathing room. So yeah, I think. Yeah. Like, like my dad said, he goes, "I think you heard a big exhale on Wednesday evening in the entire country." So potentially, potentially for sure. But, but yeah, but, I'm just looking forward yeah. to get back to my regular office next week sometime. So. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. You know, 2021 can be the year of good fortune for most, I hope. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, something that we have been, I've been very thankful for that's come about. Uh, if you guys want, you guys want to start with WandaVision? Want to talk a little WandaVision yeah. right now? Yeah. or? Yeah, we got yeah, three sure. episodes to talk about. Sure. Yeah, we do have three episodes. Uh, we can let Trevor, our guest, you know, hasn't said much yet. But if okay. you want to give us kind of your thoughts on how WandaVision has been so far and just kind of, you know, tell us what you're thinking about the show, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, well, uh, I can definitely describe it. it it's a wacky show. It's, <laughs> it, it's wacky. Like, I, I can't really criticize and say, oh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's like, it, it, at least for me, it appeals to some extent. Like, I, I'm. I can appreciate like the genre and like the style of the show and like they're they're doing some slight progression like uh, I mean that that's pretty obvious where right. you know you start the first two are mm-hmm. black and white and then at the end of the second it becomes in color yeah. and then yeah so, right. so it's got the vibe of like the 50s and 60s yeah, television going shows and decades so, of the yeah. sitcom yeah yeah so so I can definitely enjoy that I mean I I don't think it's I don't think everyone's going to love it. I mean, I haven't really, like, paid attention to all these, like, online reviews of critics and stuff. I mean, I feel like it's it's definitely got a, a lot of potential. Like, I'm curious to see where it goes, but I think it's a little bit too soon for me to say, oh, yes, this is fantastic. Every Marvel fan has to watch this. I mean, maybe, maybe, but at this point, like, I'm I'm just in it for the, the most part. And yeah, it's it's weird though. It's it's definitely weird. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was gonna say, yeah, not every Marvel fan has to watch it, but I did see that it is considered part of the cinematic universe. They're making all these Disney Plus shows tie into all the movies. So yeah, and how this one ties in, man, I'll be interested. They, they said this one's probably going to tie in more with the new Doctor Strange movie coming out, I think, in 2022. Okay. Okay. So, so I mean, this, it, like, like Trevor said, I mean, it is definitely offbeat. And, and I think in a good way, too. You know, like, you don't need every, especially with Marvel, I think if there's one thing that it does suffer from, it's that, like... We've kind of had that same superhero genre feel, which is great in its own right. But, like, we've been having that, like, hardcore for the past decade, you could almost say, with Marvel. Um, So to have something that really changes it up, that shakes up the genre, gives us something we haven't seen in a while. For me, it's just it's super refreshing and interesting. Um, And it helps, too, that, uh, for example, I'm a huge I Love Lucy fan, really like the show. And the fact that the beginning of the, you know the first two episodes especially felt very much in that yeah. vein it was great and then i love the transition uh to the to the color to episode three i think it's called wanda in color if mm-hmm. i remember correctly yep. and, now in color yeah now in color um and yeah that that was awesome i love the little breadcrumbs are leaving us to you know make our <laughs> theories and guesses too which we can get into but i, I just kind of love the the wacky offbeat vibe um, mixed with these awesome, just little breadcrumbs of mystery in it, but 
yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jeff, so far? Yeah, the the first episode I really enjoyed. After I had to watch it a second time because my initial uh, watch through, my mind was just like, "What the hell is going on, and what are they going for?" Right. Because yeah, it was that Dick Van Dyke show um, combined with I Love Lucy in the first episode. And then the second episode was clearly Bewitched. And I was just getting over the fact, in the second episode, I was getting over the fact, like, it's the same number on the outside of the house, but the house is completely different. Yeah, the house changed. I was like, and then, of course, in the third episode, I think it was definitely Brady Bunch vibe. And because you had the AstroTurf yard... And the sort of Brady Bunch staircase in their house. And the house changed a lot in episode three. That's where I noticed it. Yeah. And then the it was definitely Brady Bunch humor, too, in, in the third episode. You know, different antics going on with, you know, the advanced stages of her pregnancy. Right. <laughs> because I like when the doctor was going through the different shapes of the but oh a child at this stage would be the size of this fruit where the right. size and he was and then vision's like what would it be at 12 hours <laughs> and i was like yeah because she all of a sudden the baby bump was there at the end of the second episode and and like okay how did that happen right and i really dug that it's just making me can't wait for next Friday because at the end of the second episode or third episode, spoiler alert, we see, dare I say, the outside quote real world. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you Wanda get that cast, like force field looking thing, you know, that she yeah. flies out of. Wanda cast whoever that was that had the sword insignia necklace on mm-hmm. outside the walls. So, hmm. And her, de- her her neighbors definitely know something's up. Oh, yeah, they all do, I think. They, you know, because obviously yeah. with that conversation... Um... I, I don't know if they've all been, like, kind of... I don't... They're brain-wiped or something, and they're slowly starting to remember stuff. Because that's kind of what it felt like with... Oh, I can't remember her name, but the one that she cast out that mentioned didn't your brother get killed by Ultron? Because the look on her face was like she was remembering something. Right. And when Wanda started pressing her about it, she tried to go back into that happy go lucky sitcom person, but I don't think she could could get back into that because Wanda kept pressuring her. Yeah. Yeah, and then before that, too, at the end of the second episode, I believe it was, you had the guy that came out of the storm drain in that beehive. Yeah, Yeah, the the beekeeper. Sorry. Yeah, the beekeeper outfit. And, and I don't, it, it was set up to look like that Wanda was able to kind of like, you know, reverse time and kind of like, like, she said no. Yeah, she said no. And then, like, you know, snap of a finger, everything's gone that was there originally for the beekeeper, at least. Um, But, I don't know, Trevor. What do you make of all of that? 
uh, I, I got two main questions. Okay, yeah. and that would be, yeah, who is that beekeeper? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, I and and why was like Wanda so against Vision coming into contact with the beekeeper? And then also, why was Mrs. Hart saying stop it uh, an insane number exactly. of times? Yes. Like, that, it, that it's... Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, but, that's your husband. Do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of just saying stop it, I, 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 didn't, I didn't count how many times it was, but it's it felt like 20 plus. Yeah. It... And you're making me think here, like, because at first on the surface, it looks like she's just in denial that he's choking. True. But was, she, was, was there a deeper thing behind that right. you know what i and, mean like in the second episode if you notice at the talent show her mr hart was not sitting at the table with her it was just her mm. so where was he during the second episode yeah yeah same with um her neighbor um oh i can't remember her name one the one that was talking to um what was his name herb yeah his neighbor um, we, we still have yet to see her husband. She keeps mentioning mentioning him, and his name's right. Ralph, but we have yet to see him. Yeah, and they wouldn't... Because, I, you know, when, when Vision was kind of, like, asking what they were up to, and they asked... Um, I forgot the name of the lady that was with Wanda in the house. Um, but they were basically asking, like, oh, are they alone in the house? And the vision was like, we're like, well, yeah. And then they kind of, they look scared, you know? Yeah. And then they said, oh, she's new. She doesn't have a home. And then, you know, vision's like, well, what do you mean? And then they kind of, you know, looked at each other, gave each other that look because they know something's up. Right. And just kind of basically just left vision in silence, essentially, you know? So. Uh, Agnes. I think they're one name. Agnes. Agnes. Okay. I think that's her name. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was. I mean, there's 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 a lot of really weird, you know, moments that that have been sprinkled into what is supposed to appear as a normal, you know, sitcom. And and then it was at the end of episode one, where like the sitcom zooms out and like you go to that control room with the TVs, right? And on one of the screens, it's you know the, like that last kind of frame from right. you know that the, the first normal episode. one on Vision. Yeah, so yeah. there's just. A bunch was, of stuff. Yeah, you know, I was confused about that, and I'm reading all these like I'm reading the the clickbait ads, the Easter egg ads, or articles, not ads, articles, and they're they're mentioning that oh this is this is who they think this person is from the comic books. Hmm. So if you're not a big comic book reader anymore, like I'm not, but. I'm more into the movies now that I'm older. I don't get to read comics as much as I used to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But apparently the the symbol that was on the notebook at, in the first episode at the end was an emblem for S.W.O.R.D., an organization called S.W.O.R.D. And apparently S.W.O.R.D., I think they said was a division of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that, I'm like... Okay, and we all know Hydra had a part in S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Hmm. So, what side is this sword on? Because we saw that symbol throughout each episode so far. Not only on the notebook, but like I said, the one neighbor, she was wearing a necklace with it. 
there was, I think, a symbol on the... Oh, man, I'm trying to think what it was. Ooh, there was a and... quick... I think it was on the beekeeper. Maybe. Maybe. Um, and I just remember, too, one more line, too, I'd like oh, to also helicopter. mention. It was on the helicopter. Ah. Ah. But that line, too, in episode three, when the doctor says, oh, yeah, it's just hard to leave a small town. Right. You know, and that's also a huge tease, obviously, but... Yeah, they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, their car was breaking down, but... And that got Vision thinking, of course, as we saw, but... Trevor, do you have any theories as to what, you know, could be going on with Wanda and Vision? I don't know. I, I feel like Wanda's, like, created this whole sitcom for herself. Yeah, because uh, Vision's supposed to be dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that, that's what I'm going with it. Like, uh, according to the internet here, there's supposed to be nine episodes of WandaVision. So we okay. got six more left. Okay. So we were a third. And, made a third of the yeah. show yeah. so far. Yeah. And, and then a- after it all gets revealed, hopefully by the end of the night, I mean, I, I still feel like they're going to leave us with more questions than answers, that sort of thing. But yeah. hopefully it'll make more sense watching all of them. I mean, maybe not binging if... Uh, but but at least watch going back and watching every single one. Hopefully, maybe the clues can connect more once we figure out. Yeah, this right. is one that I really, I really wish they released all at once. To be honest yeah. with you, because it's all it all connects. It's not so much like the Mandalorian, which is more episodic in nature. Like this is like a continuous, you know, coherent story all told in kind of one go, almost yeah. so, so to speak. Yeah. No. Um, I'm kind of on the fence with that. I'm like, yeah, so I would like the chance if I wanted to to binge watch them. But then again, this is making me remember the days where I would watch my show and it would end and I'd be like, oh man, what's going to happen? And I got to wait another week. The anticipation for the next episode. Yeah. So I'm like kind of on the fence. But yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, if they would have released them all at once. I probably would have taken the, the whole weekend that it premiered last weekend, tried to binge it all. Yeah. yeah. Trevor, do you have an opinion on that, on the weekly release versus releasing it as one season entirely? Well, to, for people to keep their Disney Plus subscriptions, it makes the best sense to release it weekly. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have... I don't That's have good thinking. Much, I don't have too much of a preference one way or the other. Yeah. Like... So, yeah, I'm fine with, with what we're getting. Uh, I will say, though, I, I think my favorite moment so far is just the whole magic show scene that they did. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, and yeah. how, you know, Vision was pretty much, you know, you know, quote unquote drunk from the chewing gum inside right. of him. So he was acting all, all delirious. And then Wanda was covering up his magic and making it look more apparent of, oh yeah, this is how it was done. I, I thought that that was brilliant Yeah. all throughout. So yeah, that that's my favorite part. Yeah, sure. so we, we know that you know, Vision does not eat food, but yet if he chews gum and swallows it, it gives him the same effect as if we would drink alcohol too much. Yep. <laughs> that's true. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, and... T- on that Disney Plus point, I mean, you bring up a good, a very good observation about, you know, when they release stuff, um, you know, weekly, it keeps people subscribed longer. That's a good point. Um, 
Because I know, like, I would still obviously keep mine, even if they weren't released weekly, because I just love having all of the Marvel and Star Wars movies and everything else just kind of, you know, yep. on tap. It can just be snap of a finger accessed if I'm at home, if I'm on the go, etc., etc. Um, obviously, as much as I love the Marvel movies and I really enjoy them, um, I don't think I would buy every single Blu-ray, you know? So it's just such a accessible, um, right. you know, thing to have. But... And, and, but that's not everyone, you know. Some people need reasons to stay, obviously. And yeah. uh, that, that, that weekly drip feed of content is... It, it might be the way of the future, weirdly. We might be going full circle in that regard. Right. Um, but, yeah, that really is an interesting observation, Trevor. So, I mean, do you guys have any predictions for WandaVision? Or, you know, wh- wh- where you think the show's going to go? Or what, you know, the, the big mystery that's going to be revealed is? Do you guys kind of have any early predictions on that? You want to go first, Trevor? No, I mean, I, mean, I, I wish I did. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like if I really wanted to, I would, like, watch the previews and, like, analyze each shot and how they connect together and that sort of thing. I, I kind of want to go in, you know, as, you know for, as blind as possible and just right. enjoy the show. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're going to style the show to modernize it slightly more each time. And, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I, I really... I, I just want to know who that beekeeper is, but I, I, if I set a prediction, oh yeah, the beekeeper is this person, I'm going to be wrong. So yeah. I'm just going to withhold. <laughs> the beekeeper is Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little Thanos there. <laughs> yeah. But... No, I'm. My main thing is more of who from episode two. Who was that on the radio asking Wanda, "Who is it, Wanda? Who's doing this to you?" Yeah, that has me like my brain. Because at first, to me, when I first watched it. When I first watched episode two, I was kind of tired because it was late at night on last Friday. And to me, it almost sounded like, you know, Jeremy Renner's character. And then when I watched it again with my wife, I was like, no, that doesn't sound like him. I'm like, who is it? Is it someone we've already met or is it a new character that they're going to introduce? But apparently this person sounds... There was real concern in that voice. Wanda, who's who's doing this to you? And asking, are you, where are you, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, someone's obviously trying to get through to her from the outside. Right. Yeah, that that really is a good point. Because um, I, I, I kind of first at at first thought like, is this a simulation? You know that like this is supposed to be some sort of like experiment you know, type of thing, and it could still be. It, it could be an experiment, you know? Like, we don't really know right. if if it is, or if it's, like Trevor mentioned, something that, like, Wanda has created in her own, like, mind or her own reality of sorts. Um, but my, my guess, if I had to go out there and say something, I would say that there is some sort of government experiment. Yeah. And why they're doing it, I, I don't, uh, no idea. But it, I, I feel like the government has some sort of 
something to do with this kind of bubble that's been created. Yeah, because apparently I think this is what is supposed to be happening after um, Endgame. Could it be, are they testing her mental capacity to continue to be an Avenger because of her losing everything? Right. She did tell Thanos before she opened up a little can of whoop ass on him saying, you took everything from me. Yeah. And they just like kind of erased her sh- that short-term memory. Yeah, she couldn't remember how she got there, you know? What's that? Like, Wanda and Vision both had no idea how they got there. Right. And they know? just, like, erased her short-term memory, threw her in this bubble with a simulation of Vision. Yeah. Hey, we're going to give them this ideal sitcom lifestyle. And right. see how the, she deals with it. And for some reason, all of a sudden, I could say glitches in the system are starting to come through that they yeah. can't control. Was that was that beekeeper actually someone going in there to actually help them? Hmm. And she just saw it as a threat, or she actually saw him and it triggered a memory that, hey, this is a dude that came and got me or something like that. Yeah. And threw me in there, and that's why she said, no, I'm enjoying this too much, and she rewound it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that, well, the, the simulation thing, that's that's a viable theory. I'll, I'll give you that, Jeff. So I didn't really think about it too much. as like, like, you know, some government is controlling mm-hmm. Wanda, and yet she, well, yeah, she definitely still has some control over what's going on. Yeah. 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 So... It is really interesting, um, you know, and only time will tell, of course. We just keep on watching and find out. Um, but obviously they're showing more, I think, each episode of, like, these teases. Like, episode one, it was real brief. Episode two, it was, you know, a little bit longer with the beekeeper. Episode three, we saw something crazy. We saw yeah. the, the, you know, the outside of the bubble, per se. We could, you know, and so, like, we're just getting these bigger things each time so maybe each episode it'll get bigger and bigger by the time eight nine come around maybe that's all it is you know who knows yeah that definitely had and the trucks that were surrounding her coming and the guys coming at her with guns and stuff definitely had a shield type vibe to them yeah 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 it it reminded me of that compound from thor basically whenever like hawkeye was like perched there Mm-hmm. And then Thor came and tried to lift the hammer. And that's, right. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of that. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's all we really can say on WandaVision right now. You know, we've, we're only three episodes in, so there's only so much speculating and evidence we have right now to go off of. And this is, I mean, if this is what we have to look forward to from the other Marvel series they have coming out, like with uh winter or yeah the winter soldier series and the loki series i say bring them on because this one just like the mandalorian was a perfect star wars series to kick off the star wars tv this i think was the perfect one to kick off the marvel tv series yeah it really was um this is the first marvel tv series that i've seen um, I've heard that the other Marvel shows are kind of hit or miss for some people. 
but yeah. I, I'm hoping that I, this one kind of really can speak to the quality that they're going for with these. Yeah, I really never got into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet, but now that they're on Disney+, Plus, and yeah. now that I showed my wife the first three episodes of WandaVision last night, she apparently, after I fell asleep last night, she was on her phone doing her research because that sword... I told her about the sword thing that I read about online. Mm-hmm. That that got her wheels turning because she actually looked up on her phone and got someone <laughs> went through the painstakingly hard job to go through and actually tell you out of all the Marvel properties that are out there how mm-hmm. to watch them in chronological order. Oh, wow. And she wants to do that. And when I say all Marvel properties, I mean, they they include the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They include um, the Punisher, Daredevil. All those Netflix uh, shows that really weren't a part of the MCU. They include all those. So she saved it on her phone and she said one of these days she wants us to start, you know, watching... The, all the Marvel properties in that order. That'd so. be like a super marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're doing that all in one day. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it'd be broken well, up, I'm sure. It'd take me a year to do all that, honestly. And and some of it's like, well, you only watch like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season three, and then you go to this movie, and then you watch Agents or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four and watch this movie, or Agents season one and watch this movie yeah i'm like wow i'm like i can't believe they actually sat down and broke down the timelines in order to do that so but yeah that's it's really interesting because she wants to see if like maybe in the agents of shield show since we've never watched it was sword mentioned in those shows before so I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It was never mentioned in the movies. Right. And I, from the article I read, they said that's from the comic books, but they never said it couldn't have also been from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, is, is WandaVision, was there ever a comic or any source material they're pulling from, or is this like original? I think they, I think from what I, this is a video I saw on the Nerdist website. Mm-hmm. I think they said they're pulling from elements from comics and also original story. So they're okay. trying to combine elements from the comics and original into this so, show. So anyone that read the comics doesn't necessarily even know what's going to happen then. Right. Because they, like, they said like the elements from the comics they're bringing in, they, they, they have a feeling that her her one neighbor what I think what I say her name was I think her name was Agnes Agnes they think she's there's this character in the comic book which which Agnes or something like that that she's a, a another witch so I'm I'm not saying that that's who that is because like I said don't know that character right so, I mean if they bring her in that's great I mean people that don't read the comics anymore like me I don't feel you have to know who that is you'll get you'll just get the surprise of when they reveal who she really is later on in the show yeah 
Yeah, that's true. Um, that but you know, I think it seems like she's there to help them. Yeah, she, yeah. Like most of the town seems pretty friendly, actually. Um, uh, you know, the, it's just that maybe may, I don't know. You know, who knows what what's going on? <laughs> There's yeah. so many theories. If if everyone inside there is there to help them. You know, could it be the government? Because if the government necessarily wasn't trying to help them, they would either have neutral, or maybe even opposing slash controlling forces to be interacting right. you know, with with Wanda. So, um, it's it's interesting for sure. Um, it, it's it's hard to say. You know, especially like you said that with that mysterious transmission that came in, yeah, Ooh, on the radio oh. asking, you know, who's doing this to you? I um, just there's oh just a lot. I just thought of who that could be. It could Who? be her brother. Really? I'm saying it could be her brother from the beyond. Who knows? That's true. Yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot, but I guess I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know that, that yeah. that's the thing with these mysteries. <laughs> I mean, if it's... they want to bring Quicksilver back, because to tell you the truth, I think they didn't util- utilize him enough in the movie. In the yeah. movies, because they killed them off right there in Ultron, so. Right. Yeah, yeah that would be one way to bring them back. Bring them back in the simulated world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or just watch the X-Men movies, because Quicksilver's in exactly. there, Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting. And, I don't know, Age of Ultron, I, I liked it. I just think it might have been the weakest out of the four uh, yeah. Avengers movies. Um, yeah, that's Infinity War was definitely my favorite out of all the Avengers ones, and I really liked the game as well. Yeah, um, I, I don't watch Age of Ultron much when I yeah I run throughs. Yeah, yeah. N- normally, I yeah I I'm, I'm definitely uh, a huge Infinity War fan. Um, large, I mean, just because it's a really good movie, but I love the Guardians too. So to see them, you know, thrown into the mix right. was a treat for me, and just to see that storyline develop was just really well done and it was really good so you know i don't know trevor which Mar- or which avengers movie was your favorite out of the four uh definitely infinity war okay so, yeah. although although captain america civil war is still probably my favorite mcu I was, movie i was about i was about to throw a civil war in there because i consider civil war uh slash avengers film yeah, it, it is very it's, much It's as Avengers. close as of an adventurous film as you can get without being official. Yeah, yeah. exactly, because oh, yeah, they were sure. all there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, it's kind of the, I don't want to say it's the pseudo-Avengers film or anything, but, I mean, it, it is definitely um, in the very much the territory of what an Avengers movie would be. So right. um, that's also one worthy of, of mentioning. But um, I, I don't recall... Are we in phase four right now for the cinematic universe? Yes. I yeah. think WandaVision is considered phase three slash phase four. Okay. And I think the first film of phase four is going to be Black Widow. Okay. So, and Black Widow is supposed to be taking place between uh, the movie... <laughs> Infinity War and what was the movie the one right before that? The Avengers Age of Ultron? Yeah. It's supposed to be taking place before those. 
Okay. So we're going back in the timeline now. A yeah, we're bit. going back between those two movies, and this is what she was doing between the period of Ultron and Infinity War. Okay. So well, yeah, according to Wikipedia, Black Widow set after Captain America: Civil War. Civil film War. sees okay. Romanoff on the run and forced to confront her past. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, even though we were supposed to get that May of last year, but we were supposed yeah. to get it in May of this year, so hopefully we could all see it in the theaters then. That would be nice. That would be nice. And but will it be out on Disney sorry, Plus not, as not well? I'm not sure of. Not unless something major happens where, like, if a third wave of this, the virus comes through and they have to, you know, do another lockdown. Yeah. I don't see it going to Disney Plus. The vaccines are out, you know, like, I just, a third wave just makes me depressed thinking about it. (laughs) And that's why I'm not even going to want to say it. And I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I don't think it will unless something major happens like goes wrong with the, this vaccine yeah so but yeah and i know that they just pushed uh james bond back again to october and which really i have no problem with because i finally finally saw my first daniel craig bond film last weekend which one was it the first one okay you know, yeah, Casino Royale. And then uh, Quantum of Solace right after that, because they're on Netflix right now. Oh, okay. And I saw that, that they were on Netflix, and I was like, oh my god, I finally get to see one of them. Yeah. And I saw that they had the other one on there, and I never knew that the Quantum of Solace movie takes place hours after the end of Casino Royale. Mm. I was okay. like, oh my god. That's the first time I don't think I think a Bond movie did that. I that yeah. I thought that was pretty neat, and then I told my wife. I said, "Still," because she, she asked me. She goes, "So what'd you think? Is is Daniel Craig what everyone's you know boasting about as Bond?" And I told her, I said, "You know what? I said he wasn't. He's not bad. I liked it, but Connery and Moore are still my favorite." Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, but yeah, Craig Craig did a good job. Have so, you seen Skyfall? No. Oh. I have to see uh, the Your opinion may very well change after you've seen Skyfall. To me, that's yeah. one of the greatest Bond movies, if not my favorite of them all. I mean, I I like how they how they took Bond back in in this round where he started without his double O status and he was just getting it at the beginning of Casino Royale. And, you know, and I loved how stubborn he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I didn't like him. I mean, definitely better than Timothy Dalton. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Cause that, that's tight trick. That's when I'm, I think the last Bond movie I saw before the Casino Royale one was um, the last Pierce Brosnan one. Because Which after, one would that been? I don't. I don't. I definitely didn't see it. I don't think. Because I only saw a little bit of one of Timothy Dalton's, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. 
I mean, nothing against Timothy Dalton, but not as Bond. No. Which which Bond was it that like had? There was a few films set in America, wasn't there? At one point. I think so. I just don't remember which Bond did that. But Trevor, are you are you a Bond guy at all? Uh, no, I'm not. When it comes to like spy movies, I've seen half the Mission Impossibles, and nice. both Kings, both Kingsman movies, and then uh, John Wick if if you count that. But yeah, no, haven't seen a single James Bond movie. Uh, uh gotcha, gotcha. No Time to Die does look really, really good. If, if you are curious, of course we haven't seen it yet, but right. man, the previews for me have been uh, very. If they've gotten me hyped, they've gotten me hyped. So, well, I don't know if I'll get caught up by the time it comes out in October but I'm hoping to be so I can uh, see it yeah but yeah I want to kind of like watch all of Craig's movies now that I started them in order in order that that they've gone so mm-hmm. I know people are there was one Craig movie that they said was like a real dud was it Spectre they were talking about? That, was it the Spectre one? I, I don't... If I remember correctly, a lot of people didn't like Spectre. Okay, that's probably the one then, because for some reason, I had Quantum of Solace in my mind after I watched that one. I'm like, how can they say that movie sucked? Let me so. see. Uh, let me go to Rotten Tomatoes real quick. But And in the meantime, too, if, if we want to transition back on topic, mm-hmm. if we want to go to Mando next... Um, yeah, sure. Definitely go for that. Um, I, I know because Trevor has compiled a ranking. I definitely have a ranking in my head. I don't know, Jeff, do you have any sort of ranking for the episodes that you'd like to talk about in tandem? or? Um, I really didn't take time to rank them. Mm-hmm. So... I'll, um, I'll just I, I'm, I'm sure you can talk guys. at least about your favorite and least favorite. If you yeah. have those. Or Please. just kind of what stood out to you, perhaps. Yeah, you, you two can go ahead and do your rankings first, and I'll sit here and just listen, and then that maybe, you know, go through in my mind while you guys are doing yours, and I can give you my favorite and least favorite. Yeah. Or, because all, all season two was awesome. Yeah, it, it really, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, Trevor, if you want to kind of introduce to us your thoughts on um, season two of Mando, you know, maybe, of course, go through some rankings. I can go through th- those with you. Yeah. We can hit, talk about some highlights and whatnot. But, yeah, just give us a lowdown from your perspective. Okay. Well, I'd say this Mandalorian season su- surpassed the original. In my opinion. Like, okay. I like this season, two more than the first one. And, I mean, that, that, that says a lot because my, yeah, <laughs> my thrills of the first season were very high. I didn't think yeah. it would be surpassed. But uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau pulled it off. They gave us another in- incredible season. I mean, I-, I can say from start to finish. I mean, th- th- there are a couple issues that I had here and there, but like I was blown out of the water considerably. Yeah. Like, uh, man, yeah. Th- th- there's a lot of fantastic. I mean, I can get into specific chapter, you know, with the rankings. But I will mm-hmm. say, like, I mean, j- just. Like how they introduce characters, like I really enjoy. It. Like, you got Bo-Katan, you have Ahsoka Tano. Oh, both those were fantastic. And then we got to see Mayfeld again, which I really liked. And 
you know, not not to mention, you know, one of the best appearances, you know, spoilers, Luke Skywalker coming in at the finale. Was, right. was brilliant stuff. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I have yeah, a lot of praise to give to mm-hmm. John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and pretty much all the people who were responsible with making this incredible Mandalorian season. Yeah. I, I completely understand, um, and, I, and I will pipe in here because you did talk about comparing it to season uh, one. I have personally decided that after you know considering each one for about a month's time now, that uh, I actually was a fan of season one more than I was season two, um, and that is largely just because, um, well, I really loved some of the surprises that season two had for us, especially the last episode. I mean, that might have been the most epic cameo we've ever seen in television history uh it definitely it's definitely up there and it's in what it was able to pull off um i do think the other appearances for me slightly detracted just because of the focus was pulled off of mando which to me was disappointing because he was the bread and butter the the best part about season one for me and i just wanted more of that in season two we didn't really get that. There was a lot of focus, and not that it was bad, because it was still excellent. Uh, but there was a lot of focus on Bo-Katan, Boba Fett, um, Ahsoka, and of course Luke. Uh, they kind of stole the show, quite literally, I would say, in season two. Um, and you know, everyone can have their own opinion about that for sure. Um, I just wish we got more of Mando. Um, it's not to make me, you know, not to say that I was unhappy with it. I think it turned out quite brilliantly. I mean, it really was fantastic. I just out of, out of personal preference for, you know, what would I really like from season one? I think I still prefer that. Um, but with that being said, it set up some things really, really well. It set up the Book of Boba Fett. It set up uh, the Ahsoka show. And I'm really glad that we're able to get some more spinoffs going from Mando. So I am grateful for that. But that would kind of be my overall thoughts on uh, how it compares. But uh, if you want to dive right into it, we can, we can yeah. start the ranking. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, j- just one other thing I'd say, though, is... I mean, in terms of season three of The Mandalorian, though, I like as great as this second season was. I, I now this this is the part where I don't think season three is going to be better. I think it's going to be a little bit worse. Like based on the storyline, I I mean, I really don't know how it's going to go too much. But like, they didn't really leave us with a whole lot other than now Grogu's with Luke Skywalker, and now there's some tension between Mando. And Bo-Katan over the dark saber. That's that's about it. And I mean, yeah, they're still, you know, I mean, Dave Filoni and John Favreau know what they're doing in terms of the storyline. But I don't really know if like how how the next season can like basically, you know, improve upon this one. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I yeah. feel like it's going to detract a little bit. But I'm still I'm still very much looking forward to it coming out next year. Yeah. As a real quick hypothetical. If we do end up seeing a Bo-Katan versus Din, or yeah, Din Djarin, who wins? Who keeps the who win or keeps or, you know, or would Bo-Katan then you think come in possession of the dark saber? Uh, yeah, I feel like Bo-Katan will, but I feel like Mando's not going to put in as much effort. So because okay. he pretty much wants, he doesn't really care about the dark saber though. Like true. I mean, yeah, I I don't really see like Bo-Katan and Mandalorian becoming like bitter enemies against each other like Mm -hmm. I I can see like a rivalry of sorts but it's just like the way he's been like treating Bo it seems like 
he doesn't really care that much and he'll basically find a way to just let her have the darks even if they have to fight i don't right. see him like you know you know fighting as if he's like protecting grogu you know because if you know he's protecting Gro he's gonna win a fight but if it's like with those sort of stakes he's not really going to put in a hundred percent effort like beyond what he thought he could do right right i understand i understand okay. all right but but yeah, yeah what we can go in with a couple i i can give a couple of so i'll start with the bottom mm -hmm. so the bottom the, the, the in my opinion the worst chapter of season two man was chapter 10 the passenger okay um yeah I, I feel like that's what the majority of star wars fans would say is for season two and yeah for me like uh yeah, you have Frog Lady, you got the spiders, you got, um, you know, the, the New Republic saying, hey, you, you better run your beacon. And Mando's like, no, I, I don't need to. So instead they, they do a little chase and then crash. Sort of thing. So, I mean, yeah, the, the storyline, it's it's all right. But in terms of all the other chapters, it's it just pales in comparison, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, if I had to go for my least favorite, I mean, that's that's tough. I, I liked everything. Um, you know, this this might be a little bit of an unpopular one, but I'm going to go with Chapter 11, the the, uh, the heiress. I, I, again, I guess this may be you know, due to personal taste, but I think that the focus of the episode was just a little bit too off of kind of like Mando's adventure, it felt like it briefly turned into uh, Bo-Katan's adventure. And that's to say it was bad. I don't think it was a bad episode. It's just from what I wanted out of season two, from what I grew to love from season one, it just seemed to kind of take a step off from that. And for me, it just wasn't the one that necessarily hit home with me like the others did. So I would say just out of that, um, I would say chapter 11 would probably be my least favorite, but I would gladly watch it again. It was it was still an excellent episode, I think. All right, all right. And, and then what's your seventh then? My seventh, I'd probably have to go with Chapter 10, The Passenger. Um, I, I kind of love it because of how self-contained it is, but at the same time, I think its biggest issue is that it's so self-contained and the fact that it doesn't necessarily um, expand the world a whole lot i mean there is a fair amount with you know the new republic we do kind of get a a taste of what they're about but i think just in terms of scope it wasn't necessarily up to par with the rest of the episodes yeah i mean so. uh, I, I would agree with you there is uh so then my seventh one coming in at number seven i have chapter nine the premiere you know you mm. yeah, yeah chapter nine so yeah, even though, like, yeah, so, so it's titled The Marshal, like, as much as I, like, love the final, like, crate dragon action sequence that they yeah. had, and they, like, the, you know, like, how they went with the direction of, they made the camera angle, like, wider for that, they're like, oh, yes, this is, this is the best part right here, that's, that's why they, like, did it in IMAX, or, that's right, of, like, yeah, yeah, that was fantastic, but I feel like it took a little bit too long, the setup of, these Tuscan Raiders and then the villagers and then them trying to 
work together and stuff like yeah i, I enjoyed it i felt it, it was a little bit too long of sorts and yeah as i was watching yeah and see here's the thing like that was the very first one i saw obviously like that's yeah the, uh, almost everyone can say like that's the first season two episode that they've seen and i really liked it but i had no idea that uh that you know if you had told me oh yeah this will be your seventh favorite like there's only one more that you'll like less than yeah that, then i'm like wow then we, we're gonna see like that's how much the rest of the season like yeah you know, it's nailed so it is good. the fact that yeah this one's coming in at number seven yeah yeah no that that's good that i understand i understand um i will say that 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 last like you said that action sequence with the dragon and everything when it all came together the aspect ratio, you know, the camera changes, and we just get just, just so uh, I would say just spoiled rotten with how good that action scene was. Um, but despite that, I can understand how the, the rest of it just wasn't exactly up to par with the rest of the season. So, yeah. Um, do you want me to hit number six and five then? I guess we can transition yeah. now to the yeah. middles. Yeah, okay. Sure. I would put my sixth ranking actually at chapter fifteen. Um, which is surprising because it was a really good episode. It had a little bit of everything. It had some good action. It had some really good lore moments, especially in the second half of the episode when uh, when Mayfield and um, you know Mando have infiltrated the Imperial base. They get that really intense, riveting conversation with the uh, Imperial officer. And of course, you know things don't end well um, there. They have to shoot their way out essentially. Um, it, it was a good episode. I just, I think it didn't necessarily, was just not my favorite in terms of the setup, the situation. However, I did love that Mayfield came back. I thought it was, still was good. It just was not in my favorites. Um, so, and then I guess if we're going to hit number five too, um, I would definitely put that at, uh, the siege. Um, still again, great episode, added some lore. We got the old crew back together, um, so that was really awesome to see. Even got the guy, and I forgot his name, from episode one. Well, well um, he, he doesn't have a name. He's just, his he is species nameless. is M M Mithril. Okay. So his so name the, is the Mithril. So the Mithril. Um, we got to see him kind of used and abused a little bit, which I kind of found comedic in some ways. Um, and it was just a, just a fun action chapter. Has the, I don't know if I call it the meme, but it's kind of infamous for having the guy in the background, which Disney Plus actually ended up editing out, like literally like the day after that became a thing, um, which is kind of disappointing. They, they, they erased the original format, which I, I get it. Like you wanted to be perfect, but at the same time, like it was in the original. They didn't fix the head bump in episode four. I wish that was another thing they, you know, those imperfections. I, I like it when those are in kind of. So. Um, anyways, that doesn't take away from the episode, but that's where I'd, I'd put it. But yeah, how about you? What were your right. sixth and fifth choices? All right, so yeah, chapter six, or not, not, not chapter, okay. Coming in at number six, we have chapter 11, The Heiress. Okay. Which, yeah, I, I also absolutely love seeing Bo-Katan there and that whole action sequence at the end, yeah. taking down the, the whole Imperial cruiser. Yeah, the, like that was fantastic. Um, you know, you, you just have Mando, Bo-Katan, the two other men like taking down the whole ship. That was fantastic to see. Um, yeah, like in terms of problems with it, like yeah, I, I have a little bit. Like, I guess Mando was just 
uh, a bit too naive with the the Corrin and l looking to see their beast in the middle there. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, getting fooled with that. And then how yeah, and, and Grogu, I I'd say Grogu's lucky that his little um, nest of sort you know his yeah ma ma metal shell is strong right. enough to not get you know basically destroyed right that he like like he could have died right there if I, if his shell wasn't protected. I wonder if his shell is made of Beskar. I mean I mean it could I, I don't think we've seen Who knows. Yeah, yeah who knows. knows. <laughs> but, yeah, so there we go. And then coming in at number 5, I also have uh chapter 12 the siege. Okay. Yeah, I mean for, for about the same reasons that you gave. Like yeah, it was it was cool to, uh, yeah, definitely the best moment, for sure, is whenever they're in the canyon, driving back to, you know, the, the main town of Navarro, and the TIE Fighters are trying to gun them down. Yeah. yeah that, was that was exciting. Yep, yep. So, I guess that would move us into uh, fourth and third, then. Yep. Yeah. So, man, we're, we're getting to the really, really good ones here. <laughs> um but at fourth, I would put the tragedy. Um, it just, it almost had, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Lone Survivor. Um, uh, no, but it had, now that I reflect on it, it had some Lone Survivor, Survivor, excuse me, vibes. In the sense that in both movies, it's kind of these few elite soldiers versus just a massive amount of, you know, enemy soldiers. And the, uh, just the action was awesome. Um, seeing Boba Fett be Boba Fett finally was like a liberating moment, I would definitely say. Um, and it was just really well done. Seeing Grogu obviously on top of the, uh, yeah, I guess you want to say the the summoning rocks. Is that I don't remember the term they uh, used in the, the, the show. seeing stone. The seeing stone. The seeing stone. There we go. Yes, I was close. <laughs> um, but, you know, seeing that in action, it was really cool, really well done with the visual effects. Um, the, tr the tragedy, of course, there was two major tragedies, I would say, from that episode. The first one being the Razor Crest getting just oh, just destroyed. It was sad. And, yeah, obliterated is a good way to say that. And then, of course, um, they take our precious Grogu from us and take him to, you know, big, bad... Uh, I call him Gustavo Fring, but uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Yeah, Moff um, Gideon. Moff Gideon. I don't know why his name was slipping my mind, but it was. Taking him to Moff Gideon and really setting up, you know, just such a fantastic finale. But th that's enough for the tragedy. Then episode, episode, chapter three, not even chapter three. Jeez, I'm all over the place. Number three for my favorites would be chapter 13, the Jedi. Uh, just the action, the atmosphere. The lore—it just had everything I wanted out of Star Wars. Um, the lightsaber fight at the end, you know, with the really kind of weird, dark brownish lighting, and just the intensity episode. I mean, it was just really, really good. And of course, with Ahsoka being in there, one of the best characters um, to come from the Clone Wars to, you know, obviously get. A pretty decent, I would say, live-action rendition for her was awesome, and that would, I would say, definitely crack my top three. So, yeah. All right, all right, yep, fair enough there. So, with me, at number four, I have Chapter 15, The Believer. Mm. And, 
yeah, that one I was yeah still I'm still blown away, but blown away by the action sequence of Mando on on top of the car there, you know as the Rhydonium is nearing exploding, and then all the the Raiders are coming there, trying right. to blow it up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and he's he's def- like he's fighting for his life there, and that that was fantastic. And then you you still have Mayfeld and some great moments with him and like you know his banter with Mando is saying, oh yeah, so you you know about so are you not allowed to to show your face or are you not allowed to take off that that or you're not allowed to take off your Mandalorian armor and that sort of thing. Like th- right. the only really flaw I can even say is like Mayfeld should have grabbed his helmet that he left on the car itself whenever they went into the base. Like and and then he could just take off his helmet and get the scanner. Like he's so worried about that Imperial officer seeing him. Like mm-hmm. you can just take off your helmet right there for the scan and then put it right back on afterwards if you're that yeah. worried. But I mean, yeah, that, that that's just a very small issue. Aside from that, it's it's a brilliant episode. It's it it deserves to be in the top half of this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, coming in at number three, you got chapter fourteen, the tragedy, and this mm-hmm. was also um, fantastic scene. Boba Fett reunited with his armor, and um, yeah, the the stormtroopers not getting the upper hand in any sort of way. Yeah, like, uh, many stormtroopers died, so Boba Fett could look this badass, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I know it, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wish, yeah, Mando would have been a little bit more, I guess, emotional, a little bit more distressed after his ship blowing up and Grogu getting taken. It seemed like he was just more, I don't know, like stoic of sorts. Yeah, I expected maybe just shock. Who knows? Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. I expected just a little bit more emotion from. Him, yeah, yeah. Uh, aside from that, it's it's phenomenal. Like it, it really is a, a fantastic chapter. The yes. and, and it's one of the shortest ones, but yet there's so much That's in there. That's true. Yeah, a, it's packed. A lot, of, a lot of great moments. It, the gas pedal does not let off in that episode at all. It is just nonstop from start to finish. So. Yeah, I guess that put us in the top two. Yeah. And I would say that this one is going to be, the, I think, the biggest difference between yours and I yeah. um, list. And that would be, I would give episode one, my number two spot, or ch- chapter nine, The Marshal. I would put it number two. Um, I loved everything about this. I loved how they kind of were, you know, kind of teasing you with, oh, there's a Mandalorian hiding out in Tatooine. Um, and then it turns out it was just some, you know, sheriff, essentially, just trying to protect his town using you know the equipment he had available which just so happened to be mandalorian armor and that was really interesting um again very much expanding or further going with the lore which was awesome with you know the, the dragon and talking more about kind of you know the, the geography of tatooine i thought was really cool and then yeah that action sequence for me just almost alone propels this into the top half of the show just because it was i just loved it i just loved everything about it it was one of the best action sequences that i've seen in such a long time um i think the last time i've seen action like that that just kind of was that awesome might have been like from mad max fury road you know like that movie had some of the best action in it um 
and it just felt a little bit like that but just to see you know um mando flying around on his jet packs the sand troopers sand troopers excuse me the sand people you know kind of just going crazy and just seeing it all come together in the townsfolk also fighting was really good the dragon was very good as well um and that would be my number two so do you want to hit your number two yeah next yeah well, well my number two is chapter 13 the jedi okay like, yeah, yeah i'm probably biased because ahsoka is my favorite character and it was amazing to see her there rosario dawson did a brilliant job mm-hmm. all around like i was like so amazed every single scene that ahsoka was in i loved it especially when she's just teaching grogu about the force and the mandalorians there that that was probably the, the best part like mm-hmm. b- beyond the action of them wanting to free agree. the town and stuff. Yeah. In fact, like Morgan Elsbeth, I feel like yeah, she just wasn't that intimidating. Like mm. the second time I watched it, whenever she got her spear, you know, ready to fight Ahsoka, I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wasn't gonna laugh the first time because I guess I was just a bit confused because I knew like Ahsoka's gonna win, like. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen enough of Morgan to even feel like she has a chance of beating Ahsoka. Right. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, D- Dave Filoni, and then incredible job with the Jedi. So but that, that that's why it's number two. Yeah, it sounds like number one. We can definitely agree yeah. on. Yeah. And I think yeah. for one word alone, and that word is Skywalker. Or Luke. But or yes. Luke, yeah, either one. Um, just it, it was just special. It, it was one of those things that's going to be talked about for years, and it's never going to be forgotten. Um, nor should I, it be. Nor should it be. I mean, that was the, the surprise of um, of of the show, so of the entire show so far. I never would have guessed that I would have seen the Mandalorian handing off Grogu to Luke Skywalker. The fact that I'm saying that as like a factual event is just, it's just crazy. And that just, it just takes the cake. It sweeps the floor for number one, I think. Yep. I know, yeah, absolutely incredible. And what we got to see, you know, the the dark troopers come back in there. Well, we see Mando fight one, then they all come back and yeah, I like like it's it's great seeing Luke just absolutely destroy them all there. Yeah. It, oh yeah. Yeah, I know. The it, action it, was awesome. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. Like, I guess yeah. If I had to say a flaw right now, I'd say Moff Gideon shoots Bo Katan way too many times, and then she gets up like a few minutes later and looks like she's completely unharmed. Like yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, yeah. Even if she's like wearing some element of best car i felt like that was a bit too excessive and then like it was a bit too sex excessive in the moment and then we don't get any repercussions of it right, right. there but yeah, yeah yeah that's that's a very small thing aside from yeah. like it, it's it's brilliant and you yeah. know i'm not going to complain about like the cgi and luke's face of sorts like it's I, I it's it's good enough it serves its purpose and yep. we, we got to see luke skywalker one way or another and i will gladly take what we got right oh yeah yeah for sure, for sure. So, uh, Jeff, do you have any any commentary? You know, any episodes that stood out to you as good or not so good comparatively? Yeah, and it it might shock you guys, 
with my favorite episode of the season as I was sitting here thinking about it while you guys were going through your rankings. But my least favorite would probably, yes, be The Passenger. Okay. Yeah. I had nothing against The Frog Lady. I love The Frog Lady, especially in um, the heiress episode where she got reunited with her husband. Yes, very emotional moment. And I love emotional moments and everything, but probably my least favorite episode because of the spiders. Oh, yeah. I just don't care for spiders. I don't run from spiders. If I see a spider, yeah, I try to kill it or get it out of my house, but I just don't like them. So. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of humans, including me, are with you on that one. Spiders aren't necessarily the, the, the thing you want to see just crawling around freely. Right. And but, the fact that there were those spiders and the massive spiders, it, uh, yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll make your, your your skin crawl a little bit. Yeah, it, it definitely reminded me of the Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Aragon, I did not care for him. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, uh, my favorite episode... And yes, it, it it should it should be an episode like the Jedi with Ahsoka in it, or you know the what was it the rescue with with right. the reveal of Luke. But thinking of it this whole time, I'm gonna go with a tragedy. Okay, old because pick. I respect it. Yeah, I, I respect it too, for sure. As an original trilogy fan and loving Boba Fett as much as I did as a kid. And then, as I was growing up, finding out, you know what? He didn't do nothing. And he went out like a punk. And kind of upset me. But, wait my whole life to see that Boba Fett. That's why that episode was probably my favorite. Yeah, that sense of closure, I'm sure, from from that was you know you probably were just like yeah it's about damn time (laughs) yeah so i was yeah the first time i watched that episode i watched it by myself and i was on the edge of my seat the whole time that whole fight sequence i was on the edge of my seat i was uh restraining my you know from cheering because i was afraid if i was yelling and stuff i would miss like some dialogue or something but Mm -hmm. And then the second time I watched it was with my wife, and I was just telling her, I'm like, see? I said, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I said, that's Boba Fett right there. And they finally given him his due, and cannot wait for the book of Boba Fett in October. Yeah. So. that That's going to be awesome. So mm-hmm. that is definitely something that... Yeah, tragedy was such a good episode. It, it's a it's a good, good and, choice. And like you guys said, it was a it was the shortest one, but man, it was from start to finish. And even the beginning of that episode, you know, just them flying, flying in, and he, when he told Grogu, we're gonna have to take the last, we're gonna have to, you know, go in with the windows down. And then seeing him flying with that jetpack was pretty cool. And but I must say my my favorite scene though of the whole season, I think was right before the siege episode when they went back to um, 
Oh my goodness. Cara Dune and um, Grief Cargo to get uh, the Razor Crest fixed? Mm-hmm. Was that the siege? Yeah. Mm, yeah that yes. Was correct. Yep. Yeah, where we see Cara Dune. Okay. Yeah, th the beginning of that episode where he's telling Grogu, no, you take the red one and, and you put that where the blue one was. Take mm -hmm. the blue one, put it where the red one was. That whole sequence there where he was trying to get Grogu to put the wires back where they went was just priceless. And right when he said, but don't let them touch each other, you knew little Grogu was going to get fried. And mm. that just made me laugh so, so hard. And I found myself just going back and watching the beginning of that episode sometimes. If I'm like in a... Yeah. You know, had a bad day or a sour mood, I'll come home and watch that little five-minute clip to put a smile mm -hmm. on my face. So, yeah, that's probably my favorite scene from the entire season. Nice. It's a good choice, for sure. But, yeah. yeah. It's not a um, scene I would have thought of, but, yeah, I can understand your reasoning. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty funny. Um, But, yeah, I mean, season two was just... It, it, it was special. I mean, it really was just fantastic from start to finish so i definitely think that they did a better job with uh i would say like the quality control of the season like all the episodes felt much like like the ones that i didn't like as much were not nearly as bad as the ones that i didn't like as much from season one if that makes sense like the entire show i think overall was an improvement yeah so that that was nice to see for sure and hopefully, um, you know, season three just continues to expand upon, um, you know, the Mandalorian story. And we just get to see more of him and just see where his adventure takes him. Right. So with that, uh, do we want to conclude with the uh, Mandalorian trivia? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sweet. If you're up for the uh, Sporkle party mm -hmm. that we're going to have here, I can. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is so run just to tell our audience. Actually, if you want to talk about it to our audience, you probably know best out of both of us. All right. So yeah, this is free on the app on the App Store for you know Apple and Android. You can download and play a bunch of party packs, or you can make your own as I've done. So I've actually made the Mandalorian pack, and this is going to cover both seasons, seasons one and two. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's a quick quick game of sorts. You know, anyone can uh, play, and yeah, I'll, I'll so yeah, uh, Jeff and Tristan, you can go ahead and fire up your app and then click on uh, join party. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's a quick game. Each game has eleven questions, so you have ten regular questions, and then you have a final wage, you know, super wager question. So for okay. the regular ten, I'm going to ask you a trivia question, you know, related to the Mandalorian course mm -hmm. and then if you are 100 percent certain of the answer then you should put the 10 point wager down and if you know no matter what you're typing it's not it's not going to be correct then you should type in the one point and you can only use each one once so then once you've used your 10 or your one then you should go to your two or your nine or mm. however much you want to do and then if you mm -hmm. get the question right you gain that many points if you get the question wrong you don't gain anything you just stay okay. at the same amount that you were until the okay. final wager you can wager up to 20 points, or you can, like, bet nothing if you think the other person's going to miss it, that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's a lot of fun here. So, we're, we're going to do 11 questions on Mandalorian trivia. So, yeah, I have 
uh, a six-digit code for you. Mm-hmm. You can just type it because if you have the join party, so the code, and this you know won't work for any listeners watching, but just for Tristan and Jeff, the code is three nine two three two six. So I can go ahead and repeat that three nine two three two six. Awesome. And is this um, seasons one? Okay, yeah, seasons one and two yep. in the description. I see it. Yep. This is the way. So. All right, so now I can go ahead and start the game here. So then you're going to be asked a question. So remember, your wager, it'll tell you which ones you've already used and stuff. Okay. So yeah, yeah, be smart about which one. And I'll read through the questions for all you listeners. So you can, you know, play along as well if you'd like to. And maybe you'll get all 11 right. We'll we'll see. So I'm going to go ahead and start the game here. All right, so we're starting in three, two, one. So we got question number one. Which city in Tatooine was the Mandalorian informed about another Mandalorian's whereabouts? Oh, man. I was just trying to think of the name, too, when I was talking about it, but it was slipping my mind. Yeah, yeah. so, so just a hint, this is in Chapter 9. You know, the Mandalorian was informed about another whereabouts, but in which city in Tatooine? So, Once I, once I hear the answer, I, I'm going to hate myself because it'll it'll instantly ring the bell i can't believe i have to burn through my my one pointer already man <laughs> yeah that's what i put all right so it looks like both of you are only gonna bet one point mm-hmm. all right oh so man this, this is gonna hurt whenever i get the answer all right so we're gonna go ahead and see what the answer was the answer was Moss Pelgo. Moss Pelgo. Oh my god, I got uh, it right. And, and there you go. Yeah, there Jeff you go. got it right. So we I have... was sitting here thinking, I'm like, it's Moss something. I Yeah, I was too. I knew it started with the Moss. And, and yeah. Everything on Tatooine's Moss. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we have one to zero after the first question. Now, moving on to question two. Right here. So, question number two. When Toro first uses the Binox, how many mm-hmm. Banthas does he see on the scope? So this is in season one, just in case you're unfamiliar. When Toro first uses the Binox, how many Banthas does he see on the scope? Oh, I, I think I have it in my head. Mm. All right. Jeff is going with an eight-pointer. So. Mm. And Kristen's only going with two points. So this could be a good one here. And the answer is two Banthas. Two. Man. And they both Look got it Jeff. right. Nice. He was All sure right. of that one. All right. So now, after round two, we have a score of nine to two. Now we're going on to question three. Who is referred to as inmate <laughs> three four six six seven by a security droid? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to give any additional hints. Oh. So, who is referred to as inmate three four six six seven by a security droid? Oh, am I spelling his name right? Oh, well, I, I'm, so. I mean, I, I can give it. I, yeah, I, as host, I can change the okay. and give it to you right if you misspell it. As okay. long as I know what you're saying. Okay. All right. So we have it. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and see what the answer is. The answer is Migs Mayfield. And you both said Mayfield, so you both okay. get the points. I didn't know if there was an I in that second part or not. But uh, well, there we well there's not, but you still get it. So yeah. now we got 19 man. to 7. Jeff is kicking my butt, man. Well, <laughs> so you can still wager your high pointers. Well, so. that, that's now true. That's true. Well, that could change very quick. All right, so we got <laughs> question number four. Which character thanks the Mandalorian and tells him, your bravery will not be forgotten? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that, this is kind of vague right here. 
Like, that there's a there's a couple different people who could thank the Mandalorian with their bravery will not be forgotten because yeah, you know, Mandalorian is is pretty brave throughout the series. So, yes, yeah, he is, that, and there's is... many instances where he would have oh. saved people. Oh right. no, no, I right. think I got it wrong. All right, so Jeff bet three, Tristan picked four, and the answer is Bo-Katan. Yep. Oh, man, yep. both of us were wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, After I typed it, I was like reading it again. I'm like, no, that was Bo. So, yeah, J- Jeff thought it was Ahsoka, and Tristan thought it was Grief. But nope, well, we got Bo-Katan, so both oh, incorrect. Man. So it's still 19-7. Moving on to the next question. We have question number five. What is the name of the giant creature that the Mandalorian killed on Tatooine? All right, that this should be a, a pretty obvious one, considering we, we talked quite a bit about it in the rankings. Mm-hmm. The name of the giant creature that the Mandalorian killed on Tatooine. I don't know if that's how it's spelled, but I gave it a shot. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll still give it to you if you... If, if it's, you know, close yeah. enough. We have the Crate Dragon. Okay, so we have Crate. You know, the Crate Dragon is properly spelled K-R-A-Y-T. And, oh. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you the points, Tristan, uh, even though it's not with the Y or V, but, yeah. Okay. You're, you're close enough there. So you, you I was like, the- is it Kriviak Crate? You know, one of those? Yeah. But Okay. So, it doesn't matter because yeah, Jeff, yeah. he's doubling me right now. Yeah, I know. But we have, you know, what my brother calls doubleation, twenty-eight points. <laughs> so this looks right, like the on. score of a NFL, yeah. you know, game or something right yeah. now. <laughs> All right, moving on to question number six. Ooh. Who provides the voice of IG Eleven? Oh man, I can't spell his name. Uh, I mean, I mean, you just have to be close enough, and I'll give you the points. Just try to. I, out. I know. Why do I think it's? I know it's not this person. I might as well type oh. in something random. I, I know it's not. Provides the voice of IG Eleven. Oh, now his now his name's slipping my mind. I know. I know. It I know this isn't who it is, but I'm just gonna type in a random name. Uh, he wasn't previously. He was in Star Wars, so I'm just gonna hope for a some alternate reality that i just am now currently living in but okay i it, his name slipped in my mind but i know who it is all right so tristan shows a three-pointer is IG-11. seven the answer is taika yep. Waititi. really the I director guess. of really yeah, chapter eight yeah i didn't know taika did ig11 man yeah yeah, yeah I, cool. I knew really cool. that one. I just his name was. That's why I'm like, I can't spell his name. And all of a sudden, I was like, Oh, now I can't remember his name. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the, I'm surprised that that you chose an eight point. Then, like, yeah, you, you got to go low on those, but you're still in the lead. So, yeah, at, at least, he's got least he's got plenty still, of wiggle room yeah, here. Yeah, still yeah. twenty eight fourteen. So now we're moving on to question number seven in chapter three. How many best card bars did the client give to Mando in exchange for the child? Oh, now, yeah, I know that this is this is a pretty tricky one because they didn't explicitly say, "Oh yes, this is this is how many bars you get." But if you pause it, you can clearly count 
which I mean, yeah. So so it's it's kind of a shot in the dark, but I was gonna say there's it, a, quite a few there. Uh, I can at least tell you it is an even number. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, well, we'll go. So chapter three, the best car bars. Yeah, it was actually twenty. Best Ooh, wow. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Five yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just five off. If you look at the Camtono, a best car, like there were two solid columns. Yeah. And they were both the same amount. So therefore, it's even. Yeah. Because it's not one column was higher than the other. Mm. So, yep, there, there were 20 best car bars. So. Man, I've really had that scene wrong in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Six, six I know he isn't just, nearly as. Or yeah, six, he just handed him one for like a down payment. Right, right. I do remember that. That's what I. That's what I thought the question was there at first, but then I was like, "Oh, all together? Are you kidding me?" Yeah, that's a good one. That that'll stump yeah. many. Yeah. All right. So now we're, we're going to move on to question number eight, and that's in chapter one. What was the name of the currency that the Mandalorian accepted for half the original price of the bounty? Oh. Uh... You know, he he didn't want imperial credit. He's like. He's like, yeah, uh, I I don't want Imperial credit. So then Grief Karga said, all right, fine. I'll give you this currency instead, but I can only pay half. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that's, that's a bit of a tough question. I was going to throw know. a random word out there. Oh, man, I don't even know how, how it's spelled. All right. The correct answer is Calamari yeah. Flan and... Flan. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, I'll, I'll give you the points there. You, Kalahari, Faloon. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. close. That, that's, that's close. Give it to him, for sure. All right. Yeah, w Wagoons. Uh, I can't give that to you, Tristan. <laughs> Very fair. I'm just throwing yeah. out a random word in blind hope. All right. So with that, that moves Jeff up to now Man. 32 to 14. Does he clinch it? No, not necessarily. I mean, there's still the wager round, too. Like, you can there bet 20 on the... Yeah, you can bet 20 on the wager round. If so, yeah, as long as you know he doesn't have a 20 point lead, then you can still win theoretically. Yeah, you're still in this. The odds are right. against me, but that is true. So, question number nine of the first two seasons: Which chapter has the longest running time at 54 minutes? Do we need to get the? Yeah, okay. you can say the the title of it, or you can just say the chapter number. I'll give you either. But See, this yeah, I do to... know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Of the first two seasons, which chapter has the longest running time at 54 minutes? I'm taking a shot in the dark. Oh. All right, Tristan's going 10-pointer. I gotta, I, I'm Jeff sure this one, five. so I really gotta start to, to... And it's the Marshall. You both got it right, but Tristan bet more, so... But I only kind of cut into the five lead. Points. Barely. Barely. <laughs> All right, Love so it. now... It's 37 to 24 as we move into our last regular round question. Mm -hmm. All right. Chapter 10. Who was the first character seen wielding a lightsaber? I, can I ask a question for this one? Yeah, sure. Does the darksaber count? Um, is the darksaber a lightsaber? <sighs> I mean, it was stolen from the Jedi Temple. Okay, well, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. Uh, all I'm asking oh. is, is the dark saber a lightsaber? Stupid. Spell correct. Okay, well, well it's all right. I, I can still give you the points. I, I, all right, Tristan. See, 
I don't know the technical you're gonna thing, type in... but yeah. All right. And the answer is Moff Gideon. Yeah, uh, Jeff, you're getting the points. Ma okay. Gideon is close yeah. enough. So I have to say, yeah. I mean, again, it was one from the Jedi. Yeah, temple. I got to go with yes. That's my gut's telling. Yeah, me. I know. I, I, I mean, it was either my spell correct or my fat fingers. Okay. Well, yeah, but in the Clone Wars, I mean, we see Pre Vizsla say to Obi Wan on the moon of Concordia, he said, "This lightsaber was stolen, you know, mm, back yep. in the Old Republic, you know, by my ancestors. Yep, Many yep. have died upon its blade. Prepare yourself to join them." So, yeah, it, it is a lightsaber, and it was the first character we saw was Moff Gideon. Right at the end so, of season one. There we go. Yep, so that yep. moves us into the final wager and the ten, it's a ten point, point game. So, yeah. Jeff is at 43, Tristan's at 33. So with this final thing, you can bet 20 points, you can bet 10 points, or you can bet zero points, and you'll be stuck with what you get. But here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. Whatever you bet, you're going to lose that many points if you're wrong. <laughs> so you can, yeah. So if Jeff bets 20 and he gets it right, he's at 63. If he gets it wrong, he's at 23. So, yeah, it, it, we could get in the tie range right here. Depending if you know one of you bets how the numbers work out, and then if he yeah. guesses a if he guesses a ten and I guess a twenty, both get it right. That ties it. Yep. All right. So now you can vote how difficult you'd prefer the last question to be: easy, medium, or hard. You know, to make it like a chance, but not just a walk in the park. I'm gonna go medium. Yep. Yep. Jeff had the same idea. All yeah. right. So now you can pick your wager. I could, um, I could just say. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't have to tell the other person what you bet. You can just keep that a secret for mm, now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, but, you're but, kind of in. You're in a safe situation here. <laughs> All right. So now we have the reveal. So Jeff actually bet nothing. Tristan <laughs> twenty. Well, if I bet ten, then we would have tied. So. Okay, well, 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 you didn't know that Jeff was going to bet nothing, but all right. That's so now true. We go to our but final if you bet question. 20, then I was screwed. <laughs> all right, so here's our final question. It's basically, can Tristan get this right or not? <laughs> no. And here's the final question. In Chapter 15, when asked by an Imperial <sighs> officer, what nickname did Mayfeld make up as to what the Mandalorian was called? All right, this, this is a pretty good medium question here. Hmm. I, I'll, I'll oh, say it man. one more time. In chapter Perhaps fifteen, when asked by an Imperial officer what nickname did Mayfeld make up as to what the Mandalorian was called? Oh, I have something to do with this. Well, I mean, Je Jeff, you don't have to worry too much because you, you bet nothing. So. Yeah. It, it just comes down to Tristan. All right, you got uh, ten seconds. I'm just typing something. <laughs> That's uh, that doesn't feel right. I that really isn't going to be right. All right, well, all right, we're about to see what it is, and the answer is brown eyes. Brown, brown eyes. eyes. Yep, uh... and both of you missed it. Yeah, Jeff said hardhead. Tristan <laughs> said mute. So after tallying the scores, yeah, now time for the final standings, and we have a score of 43 to 13. Congratulations, Jeff. Thank you you. won the, the Mandalorian pack. Here we go. That was pretty fun. That was good. That was good. I had a wager at all there at the end, all or nothing. I'm sorry. I, I did thought it had something to do with his hearing because when he took his helmet off, he goes, you have to speak louder. His hearing was off, but now, he, now it all comes back to me because it all gives back to season one. If you remember, Tristan, 
Mayfeld told him, he goes, come on, take that helmet off. Let's see what color your eyes are. Mm. And when he finally saw what color his eyes are, brown eyes. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so that will conclude the part. And and there's still 109 other Mandalorian questions that I made that are still in this pack yet to be Whoa. played. But yeah, that, that that's that's for another time. Sure. Well, 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 we can end it right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, Jeff, anything you want to conclude with here? No, I'm. And some of you know out there, I've not been feeling well this whole week, and no, thank goodness, it's not. Corona. Um, think it's just a common cold. <laughs> so one of those lingering things. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I am surprised. I don't think. Well, tomorrow when I go to edit this episode and put it out there for you guys, I don't think I said anything too embarrassing while I'm under the influence of some cold medication. So <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised I made it this far. We're Looks like it's going to be like an hour and 40 minute show. So, well, hopefully, everybody out there has been staying safe and hopefully avoiding any kind of sickness so far this winter because Mm. this has not been fun. Mm. I I didn't do an episode of the Blue Mill Cafe this weekend because I just wasn't up to it. So, yeah, well, hopefully, you're able to kill it. The ones that linger are the worst. Canceled last weekend because I was feeling like crap, but I was like, I'm going to tough it out this weekend, so. Well, we're glad you did, and hopefully you can get some good rest, too. Yeah. But, yeah, with that, I will say again, Trevor, thank you so much. We love having you on the show here to talk. Anything that, you know, is it has popped up in the recent, you know, events of whenever we record. And, excuse me. Um, yeah, we would love to have you back on any time, so thank you. Yep. Yep. Th- th- thank you so much as well, Tristan and Jeff. Yeah, it- it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, congrats again, Jeff. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I-, I hope you feel better. You know, yeah, c- considering your situation. But I mean, hey, you-, you got the W on the Sporkle Party Pack by yeah. thirty points. So yep. that's a decisive well, win. Well done. Yep. Well done there. And th- thank you both so much. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, we will sign off. Um, we will go ahead and whenever we release the episode, we'll also get you, uh, everyone listening, plugged into Trevor's, I mean, Sporacle, his Twitter page. So yeah. be on the lookout. We'll probably throw that in our Twitter, perhaps our show notes as well. Um, and we will be sure you guys can, of course, keep up with him and everything he's doing. I always enjoy him tweeting out from time to time just to see what he's up and in, in doing. And you can follow uh, you know, my personal account or Jeff. And, and, of course, Blue Milk Cafe is also another great source of content for those looking for more. So with that, we will sign off. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And I'm Trevor. And may the Force be with you. Always. Guys, that's not how the Force works. That's not how the force works. Give the evacuation code signal. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Life is about passions. Thank you for sharing ours. This has been the CantoCast. May May the the force be with you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.